Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Secret Golf. It's what I'm looking for. It's the final event of the playoffs the final event of the 2018-19 season and the Tour Championship is at Eastlake in Atlanta. We are going to have the winner of the FedEx Cup on Sunday and well, not only the FedEx Cup, but $15 million. Oh, we're going to get to that a little bit later on. Hi, I'm Diane. It's the Secret Golf Podcast. I'm actually in Atlanta. I spent all day at Eastlake and oh my gosh, it is beautiful. It's a bucket list item for me to go to the Tour Championship and to walk around the course and I did it today my gosh it is hot people kept saying oh, we, we call it hot lanta I'm like yeah I can definitely see why but the course is in incredible condition I walked around and saw Mark Leishman and Jason Cokrack who are our two secret golfers in the field this week and after hearing what a lot of people are saying about the course it's gonna suit a lot of different styles of play but the main thing is, and that's what everyone has said, you have to keep the ball in the fairway. The rough is so penalising and it's, the course is way more hilly than I thought it would be. I was quite surprised to see that. Anyway, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. And well, there's a new scoring format for this week because Justin Thomas, who leads the FedEx Cup standings, is starting on 10 under par. He has a two-shot lead before he has even hit the ball tomorrow. So it's interesting. It's the first year that they've done this and, and really tried to shake up the playoffs and the FedEx Cup. So yeah, new scoring system, a whole new water cash up from 10 million to 15 million, which is just crazy. And I'm looking forward to seeing it in action. So as I said, two of our guys in the field, Mark Leishman at number 21 in the FedEx Cup standings and Jason Kokrak at 30. He had to birdie the 72nd hole at the BMW Championship to get in. It's his first time playing the Tour Championship. And 
I mean, it's huge because with that, he is in the Masters. He's in the Open, the US Open, the WGCs. I mean, it's just a huge deal to get into that top 30. And he's obviously delighted. So Mark Leishman starts on one under par and Kokrak starts on level. Now, I, as I said, I was at Eastlake all day today and I sat in on press conferences with Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy, Justin Rose, Justin Thomas and really interesting takes from them just on the scoring and also their kind of mindset when it comes to the playoffs and how they're going to go out and kind of like tackle the scoring element of things over the next couple of days. We'll hear from some of them in just a little while. But first, Steve Elkington is here. We're going to get big into the numbers. Numbers. And well, it's time for the finale. Yes, I'm glad it's here, Diane. I'm exhausted talking about it. I was up <laughs> in Medina last week and um, I think the players, uh, you know, it's a lot of money. There's a lot, you know, a lot at stake. It's a very complicated system. Um, there's just, you know, there's just a lot to talk about. Of course, our own Jason Kokrak, who um, kind of trimmed down. Uh, Diane, he and I were having lunch last week and he said he's lost 25 pounds. It's given him a little bit more energy and he uh, he finally made it to the top 30 after. He hasn't won yet, but uh, this is a st- certainly a step in the right direction for him. Yep, finishing on the bubble. So number 30. And when I saw Jason at the Northern Trust a few weeks ago, that's what he said. He's never made it to Eastlake before to play in the Tour Championship. And that was definitely his goal. And I tell you what, it it came down to the wire because he had to birdie the 72nd hole in regulation at the BMW Championship, which he did. At that point, I think it put him to like 31. So he had a bit of an anxious wait. And it was Secret Golf's JT Poston who... They were the two of them were almost between that thirty spot, and JT bogeyed his seventy second hole. But you know, as Kokrak said, I saw an interview with him yesterday, and he was like, "There's nothing more I can do. I never wish any like bad golf upon anyone, and if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I played good golf, and he waited it out, and he made it." I know, and and of course, you probably have the statistics in front of you, but what is it worth to somebody, Diane, that makes it to the top thirty? It's absolutely ridiculous. We've been crunching the numbers today. And well, for starters, for the FedEx Cup this year, they added in a $70 million bonus fund. So this isn't even talking about the the prize money that's up for grabs as there would be in any regular event. But if you finish 30th place in the Tour Championship, your bonus is $375,000. So like a new house in some in, in some yeah. states. Yeah. And the winner, I mean, we can go down the whole breakdown and we'll talk about that. But the winner gets a $15 million bonus, which puts them just out with the 120 top money earners of all time on the PGA Tour. Yeah. And, you know, it's been really jammed up with Brooks Kepka talk, you know, all the way through the summer. And, of course, he's had one of the greatest seasons on the PGA Tour He's uh, sort of missing so far in the playoffs, which, you know, he that's kind of his deal. But now all of a sudden he finds himself, not only is he um, not leading the FedEx Cup anymore, Diane, he's in third place. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has to, there's a handicap system. So, so uh, Justin Thomas, who is now leading the FedEx Cup, is minus 
So you explain it. I'm okay. confused talking about it. It is confusing. And the only reason that I'm able to talk about it right now is because I have been looking at these numbers all morning. And yeah, there's a lot going on. The one thing we, we were talking about this on the podcast last week and the week before for the playoffs is it's quadruple points. So four times the points. So basically Justin Thomas winning at the BMW Championship, that put him from 15th place in the FedEx Cup standings all the way up to number one. So first of all, I want to ask you, do you think that's just too big a jump? Is it making it kind of too easy for these guys at the end to get right up there and make big moves? Well, you know, you can go around and around and debate this all the time. I mean, when the FedEx Cup was invented by Jim Fincham, he wanted to copy NASCAR. We were all in a meeting. He wanted to copy the the NASCAR Cup, whatever that's called. So we started the FedEx Cup. And now we have a new commissioner. Now that's not enough. So now we are going to have the FedEx Cup and we're going to have a handicap system, which will start, and you'll explain in a second. Yeah. And they also said that if Justin Thomas, which he did win yesterday, he gets four times his amount of points. So that's equivalent of four tournament wins during the year. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we want that because it's, it's like football. Well, since when has golf ever been like football? They think that the Arizona Cardinals are 10 and ten and 6 coming into the playoffs and they're gonna, they can go whiz right by the, uh, the Patriots. I've always thought that the best player of the season is the one that wins the player of the year. And, and I think that guy over the course of the year should 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 get it but Mm -hmm. this system diane is so messed up that the tv can't even untangle it for us we're looking at the scores on tv watching uh someone make a birdie and then they spend the next 35 seconds explaining what possible project projection they make in out and so on does anybody really think this is exciting I mean, the thing is, when they announced these changes, Jay Monaghan, the PGA Tour commissioner, said that this was going to make the FedEx Cup finale easier for fans to understand, which that's debatable, especially because I don't really think anyone knows more about PGA Tour golf than you. And even you're saying that it's confusing. And also, they wanted to avoid the potential for separate winners of the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup. So on the Sunday, they want the same guy to win both. There's been three occasions where there has been two different winners. And last year was one of them when Tiger won the Tour Championship and then Justin Rose won the FedEx Cup. And it was such a weird moment because obviously, you know, everyone, the whole world was so excited for Tiger to win, not just an event, but to win the Tour Championship that Justin Rose winning the FedEx Cup, it was completely overshadowed. Yeah, and I think my favourite balls up of the whole deal was when Bill Haas hit that famous shot out of the water. You remember he splashed Mm -hmm. out of the water and um, got up and down and he finished up winning the, in a playoff, he won the, uh, you know, the, uh, the event and he walked onto the green to get the trophy for the event and then Fincham had to give him the trophy for the Fed. He had, had no idea that he just won $14 million. Could you imagine? The Gosh. players don't even know. So I'll tell you, I was up there at Medina this week and I was talking to Jason Kokrak and uh, Ryan Parman kind of knew what he had to do yeah. to advance. Uh, JT Post and I did not talk to him and Leachman, of course, was already in. But I said I said to Kokrak, I said, do you know what you got to do this week to get in next week? He says, Elk. I have no idea. I'm mm-hmm. just going to try to 
you know, play golf and, and do as best I can. So the way it works, we were talking about the handicap system, Justin Thomas being number one in the standings. He is starting the Tour Championship on minus 10. So before he even tees off on Thursday, he's at 10 under. Patrick Cantley is second right now. He starts on eight under. Brooks Kepka seven under. Patrick Reed is fourth. He's starting on six under. And then Rory, who is fifth in the standings, is starting at five under par. Then it kind of works its way down. There's five guys on four under, five guys on three under, five guys on two under, five guys on one under, and then um, the bottom five, so 26 down, so Jason Kokrak being number 30, they're starting on level par. So really, if you take Jason Kokrak, he is 10 shots behind Justin Thomas before they have even hit a ball. (laughs) No. So he has to beat, he has to beat Justin Thomas by 10 and everyone else by their respective mm-hmm. handicaps for him to win the FedEx Cup. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Well, by 11. So, yeah. Um, and, I mean, the, the system in that sense is putting Justin Thomas in, of course, by far the best position because he's got a two-shot lead over the guy sitting at number two before anything's even started. So... Um it's possible. Uh, Cantley hasn't won, right, this year, or has he? He did win. Cantley won Memorial this year. That's right. Um, you know, it's pretty much guarantees that we're going to see some sort of minus 25 again. I think the tour, Diane, has somehow forgotten how to set up a golf course. I mean, I was up there this week. I mean, 25 under par on a course mm-hmm. at Medina is just ridiculous. I know they had some early rain. I talked to one of my friends who's a rules official, and they did. The course got softened up, but. How is the tour protecting the courses these days? It's just, it's unreal that they're not able to stop these guys. That's the same score that won the Bob Hope Desert Classic this year in Palm Springs, where people wow. skip because the scoring is too low. Gosh. 25 under by Justin Thomas. Of course, now he put together some incredible golf, and I was watching him um, hit some putts um, on Saturday. And, you know, the thing that he's really impressed me with, he's changed a lot when he came out on tour. He was, he was, below average putter and um you know i've seen him change his setup a little bit and, and i'm cool, i'm sure i don't know this but i'm sure he's worked on his stroke but he's just turned into one of the best putters and um it just sort of goes to show that it that if you just work on that weakness you know you don't have to overhaul everything just work on the weakness bring the weakness in the into the game right into mm-hmm. in, to be in the middle of the pack and now everyone knows when justin thomas gets it going it's like he's just like um, just sprints away from the field. It's yeah, awesome to watch. Was, um, you're right. It was amazing to watch at the weekend. But talking about the weakness, there's a couple of guys who are not playing in the Tour Championship this week. Uh, notably, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson and Jordan Spieth. So I want to talk about Spieth first of all. He entered the playoffs at 69 in the standings. Looking at his season, four top tens. One of them came at the Northern Trust just a few weeks ago and the other three top tens were back-to-back kind of in the middle. PGA Championship, the Charles Schwab Challenge and then Memorial. And that was kind of like the pivotal moment in his season, got him to 65 in the FedEx Cup and then he couldn't really make moves from there. But what do you think about Jordan Spieth and the state of his game and what you saw from him this season? Well, you know, I'm the biggest Jordan Spieth guy ever. You know, I think he's one of the great competitors I've ever seen. He certainly, um, you know, his technique is working against him. You know, he has a few things. And, and people will say, well, you know, he won all these things and uh, back with the same technique. Well, yeah, it, it's 
when you think about a guy that putts as good as he did when he won all of his events, and then you add one stroke to that 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 putting average per day, and that's mm-hmm. four per week, he goes from being like the top putter to you know 80th. So he's not putting as good. Of course, we all know that he's driven it poorly, and then he's of course he's probably got the worst stroke average on tour on Saturday. He started to play well on Thursday, Friday, but some, for some reason he's not been able to sustain it. Most really good players, um, and he is one of them, um, normally they go the other way on Saturday. They get themselves into position. The hardest part about being on the tour sometimes, Diane, is getting yourself in position because a lot of these good players know what to do when they get under the pressure. But for mm-hmm. him, it's worked the opposite this year. So he knows exactly where he is. He deserves everything he got, you know, as far mm-hmm. as that. He, he'll be the first to stand up and say, look, i got some things i got to fix. Yeah. And then Phil, who has been very prolific on Twitter over the past couple of days, I'm like, dude, put it down. <laughs> He's been uh, going back and forth with a few people. But him missing the Tour Championship, had a look, little look at his stats, actually, and um, his strokes gained in approach. In 2018, he was 15th. This year, he's 100th. So that seems to be a glaringly obvious weakness in his game for the season. It's always the same with Phil, you know, he, it's all about his sort of his attitude, right? You know, when he, when we, we've gone through so many um, changeovers, if you will, with him, you know, he's, he's had two drivers. He's always been the guy that wants to go for distance. He's been really vocal this year about hitting these big bombs with the new Callaway driver. Well, the big bombs have bombed him right into the rough and um, you know, it, and that's why you're, that the stat that you just said is, is he can't get on the green from out of the rough. Mm-hmm. Um, we did see him when he was hitting that little cut shot out there with his driver and he was winning tournaments. He won the Masters and he was doing great. So, you know, he's just – he's getting a little older, Diane, like we all do, and he's trying to reinvent his game all the time. He's lost a bunch of weight. I think he's coming out with a line of essential oils here in a minute and maybe some sports bars or something, but he's always selling me something. I feel like he's an infomercial. I'm always okay. buying something that he's trying to sell. <laughs> Long shirts, drivers, you know, uh, cleansers. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> and then Tiger Woods, who had to withdraw in the Northern Trust, and we saw him playing at the BMW, but not making it all the way to the Tour Championship, which has to be a stinger because he won it last year, and it was such an, a momentous occasion, not only for him, but for everyone else in golf. But what about Tiger missing out? Last year at the at the Tour Championship, when he won, and, and that gave him all that momentum, he left that tournament, went to, had a disappointing Ryder Cup, but it's, and then and then he was able to turn that all around and win the Masters, and then it went right back to what it was like at the Ryder Cup. It's been it's just been up and down all year, and you know I think a lot of it has to do with his swing, and I can't tell if his swing's hurting his back or his back's hurting his swing, mm. and only he knows that. But he's had trouble with his oblique, and he's had trouble with being stiff, and I look at him some weeks and his swing looks good. And then other weeks he, he looks a little jammed up and his right arm is not swinging freely like I'm used to seeing. And uh, I'm sure that uh, he actually said last week that he's been trying to make a few things, a few changes in his swing, which they're glaringly obvious to me. Um, but his back's not been able to do that. And usually what happens with a golfer is, even I tell my wife sometimes, my, I get I get out of whack with my back and sometimes, not like him, of course, but... I, the quickest way for me to get my back right is to swing properly, swing mm-hmm. swing correctly. Whether there's a tilt in my swing or I'm coming down too steep and I'm jamming some joint, the best way to fix your back is swing good. So mm-hmm. 
it's no surprise to me that he's not. He's, you know, he didn't didn't advance out of this set of playoffs because he was singing, swinging so poorly. Uh, he self self admitted at the British Open. It's just kind of carried on from there. He's just he's not able to practice and not do everything he wants to. Yeah. But, you know, his schedule's still kind of jammed. He's going to be the captain of the President's Cup and down in Australia at the end of the year, and that'll be exciting for him to, to take that role. I don't think you'll see him pick himself. And, um, you know, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see who he does pick. And he was asked about the disappointment yesterday, and he was like, well, of course I'm disappointed not to be making it all the way to the end, but I have the green jacket. <laughs> and, I mean, even that was above and beyond anything that we ever really could have hoped for in 2019. I always think, you know, when I hear from Tiger, it's really odd for him to say something like that, right? It's almost like it's like a, he's, he's so sort of thrilled with this uh, I told you so moment with the Masters. He's, he kind of just sort of said, okay, I'm good with that for the year and I'm just going to do what I... Then I always think about what would Nicholas say? You know, what would Jack say in exactly the same spot? And, and Jack would say, well, you know, I've got to get back to working on my swing and, you know, if I'm going to compete out here with these guys, I need to fix this A, B, C, D. And that was the way Tiger was always always that way. So I don't know if he's sort of... Uh, well, he's not going to play a ceremonial role, Diane, but how much golf do you think we'll see of him in the next few years? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, okay. So, well, this weekend, I'm going to be, we're recording this on the Monday, and I'm going to be in Atlanta at Eastlake for the first time ever. I'm so excited to see the course and um, talk to Mark Leishman, Jason Kokrak, um, anyone else that's hanging around, and we'll see what's going to unfold this week. But the PGA Tour have to have their kind of heart in their throats a little bit as to how this week is going to go and whether or not the new system really is going to work for them. Well, this is not the first season of the new system. It's just that um, what everybody holds their breath on is, you know, is is the eventual champion the fair winner? If, Jason, if Justin Thomas or some, uh, you know, there's so many bad things can happen with this system. You could get someone that hasn't won. I don't know. I mean, you could get, you know, I don't know. So they're at, so they've made a system so that you have to win this tournament, right? That's that's the new move. So they mm-hmm. don't have two champions down on the seventy second green to give two trophies out. I kind of wasn't that opposed to the two two system. I mean, for me, you know, if a guy plays all year the best golf, he should get the the big bonus pool. Yeah, um, winning the, the top thirty money winner event is just uh, it's the last one. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have any problem with the two champions. Yeah, me neither. And looking at the odds right now, the guys that fall 26 to 30 who are starting on level par, they have a 0.4% chance to win with this new format this year. And Justin Thomas, who's at number one, he has a 27.1% chance over the guy who's at number two, Patrick Cantley, at 14.6%. But Kokrak's got a 100% chance of collecting 470,000 is what you you, meant to say. Exactly. I mean, step off the plane in Atlanta this week for him and he knows he's taking home that money no matter what. And he's got um, all the majors, he's got the WGCs and he'll be playing in his first Masters next year. So to make it to the top 30, there's so much advantage to that. And these are goals that Kokrak had set for himself anyway. So he has to be feeling great. (laughs) Have a great time. And I know you're going to run into Frank Bassett, Golf Talk America. So I'm, I'm, I'm I'll be glad to hear how you did how you do there. And, and by the way, how did you fare this week on uh, SG Tour Gaming App? Um, not very well. How did you get on? Did you win any? My ba- yeah, I did really well this week. I, <laughs> I changed my philosophy this week. Uh, I went with some. I went with some. I didn't go with my 
uh, heart, heart. I went with my head. Okay. Big, and I, I did a lot better. I won two, two games and uh, I did really well. So maybe you'll win on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app this week. If you haven't done so already, download it from the App Store. And well, we have loads of games. We have a four ball game going on over the four days. We've removed the world ranking tiers so you can pick any four guys and play against your friends over the course of the tournament. We have public games running as well and also individual day games too. So make sure you download it, go and check it out and uh, play against your friends. So it is confusing and well, it's only confusing because it's the first time, I guess. But if you have any comments about the new FedEx Cup scoring system or, you know, good or bad, we're going to be talking about it on the podcast next week. We're not really going to know how well it works until Sunday when uh, the eventual winner is crowned. So I sat in on some press conferences today and Justin Thomas, after winning the BMW Championship last week at Medina, he's number one in the FedEx Cup standings. So he starts at 10 under par. And well, it was good to find out how he felt having slept on a two shot lead this week before he's even hit a ball. I haven't thought about it, so it's, it's been fine, but I'm sure it's going to be weird tomorrow. I, I'm going to need to find a way to think about it because um, I mean, just to be perfectly honest, I mean, no one's ever dealt with it, and, and I definitely haven't. And um, I'm just going to have to try to, you know, play another golf tournament and act like it's everyone starting at zero and try to shoot the lowest 72 holes, because I know if I do that, then I should be, should be okay. And then a quick second question. Do you, um, how do you feel about the format, given that you have 11 non-winners in this field and two major winners who aren't, just because of how the points were allocated, mostly? Um, I mean, I think Tiger would be the first one to tell you that he didn't have a very, I mean, he won the Masters, but he didn't play that well other than that. So it's not, and he didn't play that many events. So, yeah, obviously we all would love to have him here and he would love to be here, but um at the end of the day, everybody knows what they have to do to get here. It's not. It's not like it's. Um, it's not like it's hidden. And I mean, I've said that all year, and I said that going into the playoffs. You know, you need to. You need to win a playoff event usually to win the tour championship. And you know, I mean, I in seventeen, I won five times. One of which being a major, and one of which being a playoff event. And I still almost didn't win the FedEx Cup. So it's not like it's. <laughs> it's not like it's handed to you. You you have to go earn it, and you have to go you have to play well when the time's right. It's just like the majors. Um, you know, at the start of the season, you have to play well in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, it's not, I think the fact that it, that that is known, um, then nobody should really feel sorry for anybody. Second right here. Justin, you know how it feels to be on top of that leaderboard and you know how it feels to have this pressure on your shoulders. How is this feeling? How could you describe it? And what is necessary mentally to really stand it out there on, your, on the course when you really need your best? Yeah, it's going to be tough, but I, I, don't, I haven't thought about it much. Uh, like I said, I think tomorrow I'll kind of feel it for the first time, but I, I'm really, really going to try not to pay attention to the leaderboards because I think it's, it's, it could be easy to get wrapped up into it early when um, you know I know that, that this game, this course sets up well for my game and that I've played well here three the three years that I've played and um, and I've been playing well so if I can just continue to do what I've been doing then you know I should be okay but um, I'm just it's hard to say it, it really is hard to say because like I said there isn't a person on the planet that's that's experienced this before uh, for the stakes that it's for and um, 
I'm just going to try to deal with it the best I can. Psychologically, it does have to be different for the guys and a kind of different mindset. But Justin Thomas was saying as well that after being injured earlier this year and he had to miss the PGA Championship, he was working on his putting and he was working on it so much that he was trying to make it perfect. But in the end, it, it went the opposite way and he was baffled by it. So he had to go back to basics and it has done the trick, clearly. So he's feeling good this week, as he should. Now, Rory McIlroy said something interesting. He views the playoffs as one big 12-round golf tournament. Brooks Kepka, well, he thinks a little bit differently. It's another golf tournament. Go out and go try to win it. And that's what you do every time you tee it up. I, I'm not... That's a little different approach than what I'm going with. It's, you know, take one week at a time go with the process and and see where it puts you and obviously I've got a good chance here being what third in the FedEx Cup having a chance to to win it it's important but uh, you know just need to go out and go play some good golf this week. Can I just ask as a follow-up the European tour this week came out with a new rules for next year in terms of trying to speed up play they will assess penalty to players who have two bad times during a round I just wonder if we could get your thoughts on that and whether you feel others should follow suit. Sounds great. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the rules, so uh, obviously, would you say they penalize them after what? Two bad times. Perfect. We should adopt it. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to see how many bad times guys get, and um, I think you'll see some urgency to play. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how, how quick you walk. It doesn't matter how quick you do anything. You just guys don't do anything till the pin's in and everything's ready to go um everybody's cleared the green when all that information should be already done and you know it's just does the wind pop up or not taryn brooks how's your comfort factor with your game right now you've been kind of talking about how you weren't quite feeling comfortable over the ball the past couple of weeks where do you stand right now i feel good now i gotta figure it out i started grinded last week um you know i was on the range for quite a while after um the round on i think Friday, Saturday, um, and just really didn't have a, like you said, it, I just wasn't comfortable over the ball. Um, finally, finally feeling comfortable over the ball and, and know which direction it's going to go. And now it's the feelings of, you know, if I, if I do hit a push cut or a pull draw, I have that feeling and the ball's doing that. And where last time it felt like it was a pull draw and it'd be cutting. So I didn't, I didn't have the feel, um, didn't exactly know where I was at, but um, I feel a lot better right now. Uh, I feel like I'm hitting it how I'm supposed to. Good to hear Kipka talking about pace of play as well, because we know that he uh, feels strongly about that. But he was excellent. So as I said, Mark Leishman starting on one under par and Jason Kokrak at level. And I'll be at the course. I'm going to catch up with them after their rounds. So we'll find out from them how it's all going. And yes, I'm interested to see how this is going to unfold. We're going to talk about this on the podcast next week. And yeah, if if you have any questions or comments or anything you want, maybe we'll do a free-for-all. We could open it up and really dissect how it goes. But yeah, um, follow along on our Secret Golf social media too. I'm going to be at Eastlake for the rest of the week and get playing on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, any other app, podcast, sites or whatever. And we'll be back with another one next week. Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.